You are now listening to Bet Your Ash with Cornelius and McGee. Bet Your Ash. That's Cornelius. He's in Colorado, Denver to be specific. I am McGee. I am in his hometown of Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> and we are joined via the wonders of Zoom. It is another episode of Bet Your Ash. And we always start in the same place. What are you smoking today, my friend? Today I am smoking the Punch Grand Puro. Uh, it's a Nicarag- Nicaraguan blend of punch cigars, and, you know, it's right down the middle. It's, um, I think it's a great price point, and it's also, um, I don't know, it's not a overbearing cigar, you know, uh, Medium to full body, a lot of people would call it, it has Nicaraguan long filler, um, a Connecticut broadleaf Maduro wrapper, um, and some bold pepper notes and cedar uh, combined with hints of leather that kind of round it off. But <clears throat> seeing that we're on Zoom, yeah. so by video, I can see you. Are you about to ask <laughs> about what's going on behind me? There's a big zipper. Yeah, check this out. In the out. back. Check this out. Check this out. Dude, 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 dude. I know this is bad audio, but <laughs> the, oh. the hotel I am staying in is awesome. It is super artsy. There is sure. art everywhere. There is yeah. art all over, like everywhere in the common area, but also in all the rooms. And behind me where I'm sitting in my very, very cool hotel room there is a zipper that seems to be, like, printed almost on top of the wall. Ah. Oh, and okay. it's really cool. Um, but what's dope is that when you look out the window, there's, like, one of those little enclosed alleys that it's almost like a courtyard, but it was created because they kept building, right? And uh-huh, yeah. So everybody has a window to give them some light that goes to this little alley thing. And then out in the middle of it, I'm on the 11th floor, Neil. Mm -hmm. I guess there just happened to be a bar sticking out of the building. Maybe it was in a flag or something back in the day. Mm -hmm. But somebody has a sculpture of a person holding on to it in such a way that it looks like the person's blowing in the wind. And every Mm -hmm. time I look out my window, I'm like, wait, uh, what the hell? Um, (laughs) It's a trip. It's a trip, dude. I love this place. Um, It's called the Acme Hotel Co., and it is downtown. It's in a, a, it's on Ohio Street. So it's in like the it's like West Town is what they call it. Um, yeah. And it's great. I went around the corner and I got you a little present. I got nice. you some gifts. I got you some popcorn. Um, my buddy who's don't, uh, don't, don't tell me if it's the mix or not. Is it the I'm mix? Gonna, I'm not going to tell you anything. Oh, okay, don't tell me. All right. Why do you like the mix or no? Oh, jeez. Yeah. A little bit of well, cheese, a little bit of caramel. <laughs> yeah. Mixed together. Let's just Idiot. say, let's just say my boss, who's also a Chicago guy, mm-hmm. told me um, that I better get my own tub 
because uh, <laughs> or yours wouldn't make it to you if I didn't. Yeah. And so I did. And um, it's delicious, dude. Like, yeah, I, isn't am, it? I, isn't I get it. I'm sold. It, I was it makes like, you, oh. it, it makes you wonder why they have that many multiple locations on the Magnificent Mile. And I don't know what they sell now, but when, you know, I was up and coming or growing up in Chicago, they only sold two things. They sold uh, caramel popcorn, cheese popcorn, yeah. lying out the door around the building. Yeah. And that was it. On so, Magnificent Mile. So there was a line. I don't know if Magnificent Mile is like this location, but I was right next to the Rolex store. And, yeah. Probably, and, um, Probably yeah, yeah. Michigan. Uh, yeah, Rolex store. There was a Gucci store over there. It was like yeah. a Prada, right? Like, and then, um, uh, uh, yeah, same thing. Just, just, just popcorn. Just popcorn next door to Rolexes. It's either the most <laughs> brilliant front, or like they sell a lot of popcorn, yeah. um, because yeah. that that rent is not cheap. Yeah, um, it's some of the most expensive. Retail rent in the nation. It was, it was busy, and the line, right? I mean, literally half yeah. the time. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I am I, unfortunately. I'm, I was here tonight's my second of two nights, and um, the Cubs are out of town, so I couldn't go to Wrigley. And then uh. I was thinking, oh, I'll go, I'll go see the White Sox play, and they had like a one p.m. game today, and I couldn't, I couldn't skip uh. out of work, so I didn't get to do anything fun like that. And obviously it's gotcha. the playoffs, so um, we know the Bills. We know the Bulls don't have a home game. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is that. There is that. <laughs> sorry, that was mean. That was mean. I'm sorry. Uh, but yet yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, but yet yeah, true. Um, have you and been watching? And as we dive right into the podcast, uh, <laughs> if I wanted to, uh, I wouldn't be able to go to a, a Nuggets game. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I'm talking shit, but the Nuggets don't have any more home games either. <laughs> Oh man, they just—you know—I'll I'll be honest. Even though they they got swept in the second round, I feel like they had a great season and they were really productive. And had they been able to stay healthy going into the playoffs, had Jamal Murray been around, like oh boy, yeah. I yeah. feel like we would have really accomplished some things. And I am um, pleased with the evolution and the development of the squad as a squad and. If Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. and and uh, and Joker and, and and Murray are the the big four, you know, going mm-hmm. into next year, like I think we can really mm-hmm. make yeah. some noise. You know, it's all yeah. just about staying healthy at the end. Maybe um, uh, you named uh, Joker, Michael Porter Jr., Murray. It was another name you just mentioned. Uh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. I think Aaron Gordon is up for observation. I think he's a good defensive player. Some of we need that. Uh, we I give up a lot on defense because Murray and Joker are so offensive coordinator yeah. uh, focused that it, it helps yeah. to have a defensive guy out there. Um, if you if you were to yeah uh, the shooting guard that they got rid of um, hair. Gary Harris? Yeah, Gary Harris. Do you think that that's a good enough trade-off? Uh, yeah. You think yeah. Gordon is definitely better than Harris? Yeah, I think we Offensive, can fill. Offensively. Yeah, no doubt in my mind. 
Aaron Gordon is no slouch on the offensive side of the ball. And mm-hmm. he is one of, you know, the contenders for defensive player of the year every year. So, I I mean, no, we came up on that deal. Aaron Gordon is a, I don't know, top 50, top 60 guy in the league. And Gary okay. Harris is like a top 200 guy in the league. You know what I mean? Like, he's just mm-hmm. a, he's a, he's just a guy. And mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon is more than just a guy. I got you. So, um, those, in fact, those... I think we could get better. I think we—that's the—that's the spot we get better. We we get like a savvy, a savvy veteran or uh, or two somebody, or three or yeah yeah yeah. But I mean, somebody that we can bring in via free agency, not mm-hmm. another young guy. We want like an older right. guy who's done some things in his career. I think that would be huge for us. So the core is there, the young yeah. core is there. Yeah. Now let's just build some of that uh, veteran leadership around it. Yeah, uh, we want a combination of veteran leadership and role players. Kind of like the Suns. Kind of like the Suns. You're absolutely right. They established their young nucleus and then brought mm-hmm. in a veteran leader. You know who had a a, a prove it kind of attitude. Um, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. Kind of like the Suns. They're they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I may or may not have a little something on them at 35 to 1 to win it all. So go, sons, go. Uh, I, think but, I, I, th- I think if we do a replay, I mentioned the Suns definitely coming out of the West before we got started on, uh, uh, on the playoff. I don't remember the word definitely being involved, but I remember you leaning, <laughs> leaning towards the sun. Well, when I say, you know, you want to mark that under the definitely, definite category. How, how does uh, Tracy Morgan say it on those? He says, well, you know, <laughs> the difference between definite and not definite, you know. Yeah. <laughs> definite uh, and probably. Th- those commercials are really funny. It is, yeah. Um, we, yeah. we, you know, we talked a minute ago about how the Nuggets next year will need to stay healthy. Um, right. Health has seemed to be the biggest story of the playoffs this year. Uh, right. The Lakers had health problems. They gone. Uh, yeah. It looked like the Suns were having health problems, and then mm-hmm. Chris Paul got healthy. Uh, you know, it's it's been – I mean, obviously the Nuggets had their issues. It's happening right. everywhere. It's Golden largely – yeah, Golden State, perfect example. For years, um, but yeah. Yeah, but well, specifically this year, it's large it seems to me it's largely because last year in the bubble, they you know, it went a little late and they had a, a very short off season cuz they wanted to get started by Christmas to get that holiday mm-hmm. money. And then um so it was a short it was a short off season, short turnaround, and then this season has been pretty tight. Like there hasn't been as many days off, stuff like that. Plus, guys got to go back to travel, whereas last season there were no plane rides, which I think you know, has been was was incredibly good for everybody. Um, you know, a consistent altitude change is not good for a body that's already sore, that's already healing, that's already um, dealing with you know taking drugs and stuff like that. Like it's it you know I, I just don't think that. Players could have been half as healthy this year as they were last year in the bubble. And so there, it's no surprise that that's an issue uh, or that's been an issue. But I feel mm-hmm. like that's been the biggest story of the playoffs. And that's too bad. You right. know, that shouldn't be right. like we shouldn't be here talking. We don't want to be talking about injuries. 
We want to be right. talking about domination, Holmes. We don't want to talk mm-hmm. about injuries, you know? <laughs> True. Uh, I mean, yeah. even if we spoke about a lot of play, a lot of teams in the West, but, you know, look in the East, particularly right now the Nets. I mean, yeah, the Nets. Uh, you know, the Nets. How did I, think, I not mention them when I was talking yeah. about teams with injuries? Yeah, I mean, now uh, I think – I think uh, Joker, well-deserved, well-deserving uh, of the MVP. Um, I do believe, though, that now as we move into playoff MVP, if the Nets advance oh, yeah. to the Western, I mean, Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, and get out of the East, um, whether they win, I, I don't know. Usually, I guess uh, the MVP is going to go go towards the winning team, but you got to look at Kevin Durant. I mean, because he literally <laughs> was a deciding factor in the win the other night over the Bucks. I mean, he was how many points did he score? I don't know, but it was vintage KD. You know? Yeah, I think he I, scored like 58 or I don't I can't remember. I'll yeah, be honest. Scored. God, what was it? Two and a half years ago or something, two years ago, when he came back too early in the playoffs to try to try to prove something to the world for his team in the finals and then pop that Achilles. Mm-hmm. I was worried that we would never see this KD again. And even right. after he's while, while while he was sitting out all last year and he signs his Max deal with the Nets. I was worried we were never going to see this KD again. And all this mm-hmm. year, when he's out for weeks at a time, just to try to prepare and 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 preserve, and so that he could be healthy in the playoffs, I was worried we were never going to see this KD again. And now we mm-hmm. see this KD again, and I love it. I love it. He's so much fun to watch. He just floats. He just floats. Whether he's running or jumping or whatever, it just. It's almost like the scene in Malcolm X or an X when mm-hmm. when Denzel as Malcolm X is just seems like he's floating through the neighborhood because mm-hmm. they're doing the trolley to trolley shot where they have the camera on one trolley and he's right. standing on the other trolley so it makes mm-hmm. it look like he's like a ghost like floating through the the <laughs> neighborhood that's right. how Kevin Durant looks at all times on the court and I love it man he's so much fun to watch Yeah he's pretty smooth on how he you know, how he gets up and down the court and, you know, gets to the rim. And, um, and I mean, he's confident and he should be confident because, you know, he, he could arguably be right now um, Today, the, best, the best player in the world. I will not argue that with you because I believe that point to be a fact. I think Correct. that we've seen LeBron just dip enough. And Kevin Durant just get held back to back to that peak enough that, he, and it won't be long. You know what I mean? He gets like a year and a half of being the best guy. Like LeBron got like a decade or twelve years of being the yeah. best basketball player in the world. Durant's gonna get this little window, and then Luca's gonna take his spot because Durant's gonna age out, and Luca's still, you know, he's a baby. He's twenty three right. or something, right. right? So like Luca's gonna take that spot <laughs> like real soon. So Durant just gets this little sliver, 
And if during that little window where he's the best basketball player on the planet, he can mm-hmm. get a world championship, like an NBA championship, that would be perfect, you know, and, and deserved. And considering how many injuries he's had to back, or like battle back from over the last couple of years, oh, I would love it. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, I mean, money on the uh, Nets are, you know, it's probably a little thinner right now, but. It's hard you to bet because you get such a bad payoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, even thinner in the fact that, you know, you've got uh, Kyrie Irving off the floor. And, I, and, you know, Kyrie and KD are probably, if you had to pick two out of the three that you'd want on the floor, I don't know. I think those are the two I'd pick. I would say KD and either. Well, I don't yeah. think it matters. I think if you have yeah. two out of the three, you're winning the championship. And that's exactly. that's how incredible that roster is. Exactly. That, like, exactly. honestly, even if it's just hard and nerve, eh, I don't love it if it's hard and nerving and no KD, to be honest. Right. It's right. KD and one or the other, and they're winning. Correct. Correct. Um, you're right. It, to be honest with you, if you <laughs> if KD was off the court and you had Harding and Kyrie, they you know they'd they have a, <laughs> yeah, they'd have a very very strong argument that it's almost a given that they're going to win. Well, it would be tough to get. I think it would be tough to get by the Bucks. I wouldn't worry right. so much. Well, I don't know. I'd worry about the Suns or the Jazz. The fact is, you don't have a big player that's pulling a big out and making a big work on defense, right? So by not having a Kevin Durant, Giannis or uh, Andre Ayton or uh, uh, Rudy Gobert kind of just get to do whatever they want on offense because they're not going to be asked to do much on defense. When you have Kevin Durant out there, those tall guys really have to come out and help, at least help with defending Kevin Durant because he's so tall and they and they have the length to defend that. that. Um so, yeah, yeah, without Kevin Durant, that would be a problem, I think. But mm-hmm. um, as long as it's him and one of the other two, I think they're good. Exactly. I really do. I really do. They're, they're, they're fun to watch, man. And it's, it can't be that. I can't – I don't know how long the list of first-year coaches that have taken their teams to the conference finals even. Mm-hmm. Never mind the NBA finals, which is – or it looks like they're going. Um, but, man, hats off to Steve Nash. Like, not only is he a first-year coach, this is a new team. This is a new roster. Like, he had mm-hmm. to get everybody on the same page, plus him and his, and his coaching staff had to be on that same page, too, you know? Right. So right. It's, it's pretty impressive, man. Pretty impressive. Right. And hats off so, to everybody over there. Yep. So he had 49 points, 17 re- rebounds, and 10 assists. My goodness. Which is um, a record of sorts when it comes to, uh, you know, playoff uh, play. So, and, you know, not just any ordinary playoff game. We're talking about a very, very pivotal playoff game. I, you know, with the problems, you know, we're talking about injuries again. The problems with the Sixers, with Embiid being 
uh, hurt as well. Um, this might be the Eastern. <laughs> this might be the Eastern Conference Finals right here. I mean, it just might. You know, the winner of this might be it. It's kind of, it's kind of had that vibe all series, even before. We, even before we felt like Embiid was hurt, these two teams seemed to at least approach it as mm-hmm. if it was the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's been mm-hmm. a delight to watch. Yeah. I don't think it's a, a you know, man, Giannis. Giannis is kind of a, well, the Bucks in general, the whole team are kind of playing for Homie's job, the hood coach. Like, I think if they mm-hmm. lose this series, he's getting replaced. Like, the Bucks might call Timmy Nebraska and steal him from us. <laughs> we should have put some sort of buyout clause into Timmy Nebraska's BYA podcast, you know, BYAPN <laughs> contract, you know what I mean? So that right. we get we get a little something, you know, for the, because they're taking him from us. But we kind of blew it. <laughs> We could have threw in like a little million dollar buyout clause for when they come come trying to steal them from us. Right, right. <laughs> they do it in but, college coaching all the time, where you gotta, the guy's got to yeah. buy his way out of the contract to go be for, play for somebody else. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see we'll how see. that plays out. You we'll know, we'll see. Uh, um, I, you know what? I didn't. I didn't. I have under I have under uh, underappreciated the Utah Jazz. Just before we, there's other things I want to talk to you about, but before we bounce from basketball, I just want to admit it openly, loudly, proudly, maybe not so proudly. Um, I have undervalued and underappreciated the Utah Jazz. When mm-hmm. um, when Donovan Mitchell is on that court. They play so well. They are so good at basketball. And when Mike Conley is on that court, they are a force to be reckoned with because other teams can't double-team Donovan Mitchell. And, uh, man, it's Utah is better than I thought, and I knew they were good. You know? yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I, we, we talk about the Suns, but I don't want it to – I just don't want anybody to think that it's just a given – that the Suns are going to beat either you know either the Clippers or why, the Clippers probably if Kawhi's not playing it sounds like he really fucked his knee up, um, but the Jazz like I don't see the Jazz like I I don't necessarily see the Suns sorry I don't see the Suns just steamrolling the Jazz I think that'll be a series I think that'll be a really good series. Um, well, a, a lot a lot of people would say that the Suns are the best team left in the uh, playoffs, but. Also, uh, they're the most complete team. I mean, they don't have any major injuries to speak of. Um, So That's really what it comes down to. I've always said, and it's the same with football, it's Mm -hmm. the healthiest team going into the playoffs. You know, it's not the best team going into the playoffs. It's the healthiest team. You know, that's it's 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 such a long season in basketball, man. 82 this year, just 72, but. 72 after a short after a short off season and it's it was 72 rushed games um it's just you know it's really impressive that these guys are able to go compete the way they do every night and the playoffs are, are really fun to watch but it really comes down to what team is the healthiest and that's who you should have your money on right exactly um 
So, I know you don't watch a ton of soccer, but did you hear about the Danish? Last, you know, the, what's going on right now is the Euros. It's like the continental yeah. version of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And this guy from Denmark, right, from a Danish guy, one of their studs, like I, assistant captain or something. I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying mm-hmm. one of their big names went into cardiac arrest and died on the field. Yeah. Millions of people watching all around the fucking world. The way that soccer works, they don't stay ready with a studio show because it's a constant 45-minute clock. So they couldn't really cut to the studio. They didn't have people sitting at the desk waiting, you know, in case there's a break. They didn't have a commercial break ready to run. So the, the TV station, like the channel, kept playing it. And if you see, there's like cameramen trying to take pictures of this guy when... When there's medical professionals pulling out the paddles, you know, and his his teammates mm-hmm. are like visibly, understandably shook, trying to like make a wall so that people can't take pictures of this happening. And then the fact that they brought him back to life on the field. We're talking like, hey, I know not everybody believes in science, but that defibrillator shit, that was incredible. And those people are heroes that saved his life. That was amazing. And to the point that, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, they said he was in stable condition. He was right. dead. He was dead on that fucking field. That was crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing. So, like, you know, hats off to the uh, first responders out there on the, on the soccer pitch. You know, people, mm-hmm. you know, you don't think about things like that. You, you think about a knee pop, an ACL. You think about right. somebody, you know, dislocating a shoulder or cutting their head or something. You don't think about, yeah, and now we're beginning to think about CTE and concussions, but you don't th- ever think about somebody dying out there. And that was crazy. That, that was. was crazy. Serious. That. Um, so obviously, glad he's well. It sucks for his team and their and their country that they had to, you know, they, they had the option to continue the game or, like, finish it the next night or the next morning or something. And I don't know. I, it's unfortunate that they didn't they didn't pull it off, you know. But um, mm-hmm. that's not nearly winning that game. Is it as 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 even close to as important as having your player having your teammate next to you? And, right. Um, right. Yeah. A, a sad story. Fantastic. Happy ending. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know what that'll mean for his, you know. Um, you know, future career, but, um, you know. No idea. Hey. I don't know. Maybe he can keep playing. They brought him back to life. He's not dead anymore. That's true. <laughs> if he was dead, he's obviously not playing anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. You know, if they can find out what the issue is, probably, you know. I thought it was like a, a the way it had something to do with an injury. Like, I don't think it was like a congenitive issue or a de- degenerative issue or something like that. But who knows? Um, so lots of, uh, I don't know, his name's kind of hard to pronounce, and I don't even know how to say it. So um, I don't you know, uh, he knows who we're talking about. <laughs> you right. Know? right. We're, we're glad you're with us, brother. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up, and I am completely blanking. I got to start keeping notes. 
I know that you're um, not you're not feeling 100 after getting the vaccination shot. But I'm oh, I remember yeah. what it is, uh, and it actually has to coincidentally has to do with this. Um, two weeks ago was the PGA Championship, mm-hmm. and the leader was up by six strokes, and they came and they took him off the course because he tested positive for COVID. Right. Had he gotten the shot, the vaccine, he'd have been fine because they never would have been testing him like that. He never would have been in the protocol. Um, Casey feels like that kid, and he's young. He's probably 23. His name is John Rahm. Casey feels like he's just going to dominate this weekend at the U.S. Open because he's mad at golf, mad at the world. You know, it cost him a million dollars or something, you know. Um, actually, it wasn't at Kiowa. It wasn't PGA. It was last week, but I forget the name of the tournament. So, mm-hmm. um, really, what I'm getting at is, and I almost I tried to call you last night, but you were busy. You were talking to the Perdomo rep. I know I wasn't there, but I know what you were doing. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, what did you have for lunch yesterday? Yesterday. Well, yeah, because we recorded the podcast, the golf podcast yesterday. And it's usually yesterday's lunch choice that we go uh, with you, you know, for you. Right. We had and had enchiladas. Okay. Now, I don't know. Carlos Ortiz is the only uh, Mexican in PGA that I'm really familiar with, and I don't think he's playing this weekend. But there is a Chilean golfer playing, and so we'll say that's close enough. Because I already picked him, and I got some money on him. So I think we're on the same page, buddy. I think we're on the yeah. same page. Let's go, Joachim <laughs> Neiman. That might be good. I did put the uh, shrimp on top. And, Sounds uh, like so. a Chilean-style uh, yeah, enchilada. enchilada. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I love it. Close enough. Um, so let's cheer for this guy, Joachim Neiman, and uh, it'll make for a... Very fun, very fun next week's pod. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, uh, any sightseeing, anything since you've been in um, Chicago? Not much, man. I got here last night. I did have some pretty good pizza last night. It was pretty good. Pretty good. I, I went with. I still want thin crust, even though I'm in Chicago. I'm. I am who I am. All right. I yeah. like a thin, thin crust. Um, <laughs> and I, I had, I ate, ate really good actually last night actually, but. For the most part, I have been in my hotel room since I got here. Last night I got mm-hmm. here, I recorded podcasts for, for BYA Bushwood. And then today I've been doing work all day. You know, I haven't mm-hmm. really done much. I did go for a little walk to Garrett's. I did go for a little walk to see the new, get a, uh, get a sampling of the new marijuana dispensary businesses in, in Colorado. I mean, in Chicago, right in Chicago. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Horrible experience all around, and I everybody blames politics. Uh, mm. Apparently, there are so many rules and regulations in place that the patron who goes into the store, the customer, cannot not just smell the weed. They can't look at it. They can't see it. They can't even see a picture of it because none wow. of the stores are allowed to have any marijuana imagery inside their marijuana store. It is the dumbest shit ever. Also, overtaxed, and the prices are prohibitive, and they're gonna, by doing that, they're gonna allow wow. the black market to continue to continue to exist. 
And that's Whoa. the whole that defeats the whole point of going of allowing for recreational adult use in your state. Uh, so yeah. I just I don't know much about the Illinois politics or Chicago politics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I've you know I've always heard stories that things are shady up here, like New Orleans. But I've never really like you know I've never I've never been close enough to witness anything. But um, it just seems like they're doing it all wrong. They're just doing it all wrong. And, yeah. Uh, well, you know, money, I don't know, money definitely yeah. flows in a certain direction. I would say that, um, I don't know. I mean, that would be the ultimate street uh, experience, you know? Hey, can I see it? Uh, no. Uh, can I uh, smell it? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, are you going to buy it? Yes or no? Or keep yeah. moving? <laughs> yeah. It was exactly what it was like. And I was just like, look at the guy. And I was like. So I just got to take your word that I'm getting something good. Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah. <laughs> wow. I was like, I don't, I mean, don't take this the wrong way, sir, but I don't trust you. I don't even know you. Yeah, like, how right, do I know right. that you even know what is good to tell exactly. it to, you know? I was like, this is ridiculous. And the guy was like, you're absolutely right, sir. <laughs> this is yeah. the most ridiculous shit in the world. I was like, well, yeah. it's not, it's all happening way above. Like, we're yeah. pumped that they're letting us be open. And mm-hmm. for some people, for some patients, and I imagine for medical patients, it's much better. You probably have a lower cost because less mm-hmm. taxes, stuff like that, right? Like mm-hmm. I was overpaying for some weed. I never got to see or smell. Like that was a trip to me, right? right. But I right. imagine if you're a medical patient, it's better. And I do like that they've created a safe space for some people to procure if they didn't already have an opportunity, you know, a situation to procure, right? Or an mm-hmm. avenue to procurement. A lot of people don't want to, like, drive down a shady alley and be like, hey, man, you got a 20? Right? Like, a lot of people right. don't want to do that, you know? So, right. um, you know, I understand, like, what they're trying to do. I just think they're taking advantage of people for the sake of making dollars, and I hate that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and it doesn't seem like the little guy is in control here. Just like in Colorado, it didn't last long. You know, and we're already seeing big weed take over states. And it's uh, it's too bad, you know. It's too bad. Right. We could have, it's a product we could have used to save the agricultural community and uh, uh, that, that America was built on. And instead, mm-hmm. we're just creating another industry that takes advantage of people, you know. Right. I mean, if you, I mean, if you think about it. Um, if you were to think about it, it's kind of like you're absolutely right as far as black market is concerned, because what it does is the consumption of weed or maybe even getting caught with weed is removed from the books. Yeah. I mean, that's not a crime anymore. No, I asked, uh, when I checked in, I asked at the front desk, hey, how far do I go to smoke a joint? And she goes, out the front door. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I was yeah. an idiot. And I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Chicago. So, <laughs> it, it does that, but at the same time, the, uh, you know, the the process of the purchase, I mean, yeah, it. I, I think it emboldens the black market sale oh yeah because there's less less penalty yeah yeah 
Now, I, I don't I don't think I don't know. I could be wrong. I think most of the weed that is sold in Chicago is imported from you know prior to it being legalized came from someplace else. I don't think that yeah, like, Chicago and yeah. Colorado. I mean, uh, Canada and Colorado. Yeah, like color. Yeah, like you know, this weekend I was over someone's house and yeah, I just happened to stroll by and I said, hey. Is that what I think it is? He was like, oh, yeah, those are marijuana plants. I'm like, holy cow. I mean, they're like six feet tall. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, he says, uh, you know, it's it's for personal recreation, you know, personal use or whatever and completely legal. I get, There's eight or whatever, six plants. I can't remember. But um, I, I, I don't think that that's a lot. A lot of that's going on. Maybe now it is. I don't know. Maybe now it is in Chicago. But. I don't think there's a lot of that going on in Chicago, but as far as the business or the legalized business aspect, I don't know. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of money uh, centered around it, but yeah, it's. I, I don't think it's the same. I, I don't think it's the same as here in Colorado. That's for sure. Yeah, it's 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 not gonna. It's not going to stop. You know what I mean? Eventually, every state's going to be legal, and they're all going to kind of do it their own way. And in some places, they'll do it right. Other places, they'll do it wrong. Um. All right. Well, listen, I just noticed that my headphones are about to die, and uh, I don't want to ruin this podcast by not not stopping in time. So I will, uh, I, I guess we'll call it a wrap. All right. And I will talk to you when you get back to Colorado. I should be back this weekend, so we will be back in uh, in studio together next week. Back at Capital Cigars, 919 East Colfax Ave, Denver, Colorado, the finest cigar lounge on the planet. And um, if you want to get at us in the meantime, it is at BetYourAshPod on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. That was another episode of Bet Your Ash. We record the podcast on the studio level, more often than not, of Capital Cigars, 919 East Colfax Ave, Denver, Colorado. And we like to use this little time at the end of every podcast to say thank you to some of the people that without whom we couldn't make this So... Vince, Tyler, Connor, Timmy Nebraska, Corey Collins, Casey O'Flynn, and you, the listener. Thank you all. Cornelius and I really appreciate it. And we want you to know that if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. But we very much enjoy doing this. So, we will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Bet Your Ass.